I'm just going to share a, a message really building on from last week. Last week, we were looking at praying for those who don't know Jesus. And that is absolutely critical. I believe that every move of God, every move of revival and salvation, someone somewhere is praying. And, you know, uh, I was thinking of my, uh, I, I realized why, one of the reasons maybe I've been so blessed is because when I was at Sunday school in our Anglican church, evangelical, uh, the, the, all the year leaders of the Sunday school class prayed for me and three, three of us who were complete terrorists, terrible, uh, uh, we were just not in a good place, let's just say that. <laughs> and uh, even the vicar would come out and tell me off and tell us off, <laughs> tell us we had to behave. And each year above us would go into a season of fasting and prayer and praying for these three kids that were causing so much trouble. And uh, now, of course, we are all know the Lord, mm -hmm. and two of us are in, everyone's in full-time ministry, but full-time church ministry, and <laughs> God answered those prayers. Mm -hmm. And I know my mother prayed, although she still thinks I should be an Anglican vicar, um, uh, that prayer didn't get answered, but the prayer for me to get to, to know the Lord yeah. got answered. And so I realized people were praying yeah. and uh, people were holding us up regularly. And that's perhaps one reason why, you know, I've been uh, found Christ at an early age and uh, I've been able to serve him uh, ever since. But today what we're going to do is look at walking with or working with the Lord of the harvest. Jesus said, and I think we mentioned in Luke 2 verse 10, it says, he said to them, the harvest is plentiful. Oh my goodness, this harvest is plentiful. There is more hurt, pain. There's so much build up underneath. One of the things I'm aware of as I've been able to visit people properly, sit in their back gardens more this last week or so, is how much how much these, this lockdown has affected people uh, emotionally, mentally, uh, as well as hearing people outside the church world, uh, the insecurity, the economic downturn, talking with people who are self-employed, how, you know, it's just been really, really tough. And God says, uh, Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly that's that prayer it's not like lord oh you know do something it's praying earnestly and that's what we've been doing in our midday prayer meetings real earnest prayer to the lord to the who the lord of the harvest um he is the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest field he is the he is the one who's in charge of the harvest traditionally round a manor uh, the Lord of that area would take responsibility for organizing the harvest of that geographical location. And we have a Lord who is working and organizing and uh, working by his Holy Spirit mm. to bring this harvest in. And what he is looking for is for laborers, people who will go and be ready and be discerning 
and be working with him under his direction and counsel and leadership to bring the harvest in. It's not my harvest. Sometimes we put it all on ourselves. I've got to win. You couldn't save an, uh, you know, an ant. You, you, not, I don't know quite what happens to ants anyway, but um, you, couldn't, you can't save anyone. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. You can cooperate with the Lord of the harvest and he brings people through you and uses you to bring people. That's why some people will be led to join the bus of hope. And that will be a way in which you reach out and have an opportunity to connect with young people in our town. Uh, it's not KCC's harvest. We're not doing this to bolster our church, although we believe as people find Christ, they need to find a spiritual home mm -hmm. where they can be nurtured and where they can grow. One of the uh, things in London we learned is that a lot of people we have went to Jesus would say, oh, would you like to come to our church? And they go, well, actually, I'm going back to Tehran tomorrow <laughs> uh, uh, or I'm just here on a conference uh, you know, for my work, and I'll be back in Brazil next week. And so we had to get a real kingdom mindset that, uh, you know, there's going to be some who sow, some who reap, and some who will take that person on into maturity in Christ. Mm -hmm. He is working. It is his harvest. But the good news is this. I believe God has spiritual sons and daughters for KCC, to, to nurture, to love, and to pour our lives into. And that's why we're encouraging you as you reach people, as people find Christ, don't just say, oh, here they are to someone else or to the church leadership. We're going to find ways in which you can begin to work with that person and take them through the step, early steps of faith so that they can uh, you can become a spiritual mother and father. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, he says, you have many teachers, but not many fathers. God wants all of us to be spiritual, to make disciples, mm. to be those who help people become followers of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit is working. And, uh, and I just want to encourage you. But all of us, you know, as I share on being led by the Spirit, I would just say, keep sowing the seed anyway. The parable of the sower, Matthew 23, 3, it's a parable, uh, sower went out to sow. The farmer doesn't go, I remember Silas, he would have a whole box of um, raisins. Oh, yeah. And Carrie would say, are you going to share a raisin? some of those with Phil, you know, with Daddy? <laughs> and he'd have this whole box of raisins back then. They were like gold dust, you know, I mean, they were really, and he'd get one raisin out, <laughs> give me the raisin, <laughs> and, and, and i go, thank you, sir, <laughs> and have my raisin, and uh, uh, it was, uh, God doesn't want us to sow like that, he wants us to take the whole box of raisins and scatter it out, yeah. and you know what, some, uh, some fell on hard ground and some fell on stony ground. We all know the power of the sower and uh, a quarter fell on good ground. Mm. But just keep sowing the seed. Just keep taking the, the most out of your uh, day. And I would also say pray for divine appointments. Mm. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Mm. Pray that God will lead you to someone 
uh, who is in, in need, who is opening their heart to God. Because uh, we need to be men and women that are intentional. If, uh, as you've heard me say many times, intentional about where we live. God put you where you live for a purpose, where you work. God has put work colleagues around you where you can touch those work colleagues. God has put... Uh, uh, people around you where you relax. So I'm getting to know some of the mums and dads in Sciences football team, and that's being positive. And they haven't asked me what I do yet, but uh, I'm waiting for their face to jaw to drop when they do ask anyway. Uh, and the thing is this, the harvest, we're all working together. I know someone says, oh, I always so give these, temp you know, really help people, but it's always someone else down the road that leads them to the Lord. It doesn't matter. One farmer might sow the seed and another farmer might reap the harvest. It's his harvest. Mm -hmm. Just do whatever it is. I remember the testimony of David Livingston, one of the pioneer missionaries into Central Africa. And, you know, in his whole life, ultimately, he laid down his life in Africa. He died of a tropical disease. But you know what? He led maybe two or three people to Jesus in his whole lifetime, going out, paying such a high price. And uh, they buried his heart in Africa. They brought his body back and he's buried in Westminster uh, is it Cathedral. But his, his heart is, the, the locals buried his heart in Africa because that's where his heart was. Mm. But he wrote in his log, there will be a generations to come. There will be a generation to come where thousands will turn to Jesus, where nearly every sermon will be ending with people finding salvation. And you know, when Reinhard Bonnke was in Malawi and he read that out with a congregation of 200,000 or so people, he read that out and Livingston said, I am sowing, but another, others will reap. And he said, but both rejoice together because of the harvest. Listen, you don't know. I kind of feel like here in Newbury, there's been a lot of prayer sown into this town, sown into this region. And uh, maybe even some of those people that did that are with the Lord now, or some of them have moved away physically. But I believe this is time to reap. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to his disciples, you're going to reap where you haven't sown. It's your privilege to do that. And I believe one of the things God is saying to people in KCC, you may not have sown, but it's time to reap. It's time to team up with the Lord of the harvest. You know, even Jesus, um, he went down and had a radical divine appointment with a Samaritan woman who was so despised that she would come out in the midday sun to get her water. She didn't come out with the other women of the town. And yet by the end of that conversation, she went back to the town and said to the men, come and meet the man who told me everything I've ever done. And, they, and out of the town came all these men of the town. And Jesus spent, I think, a few more days there sharing the good news. And God began to move in that Samaritan town. And they began, their hearts began to turn. But do you know who ultimately reaped the harvest? It was a guy called Philip, and uh, a nice name there. Um, Acts 8, uh, 5 to 8, he went down to the city of Samaria, 
and proclaimed Christ. And the crowds with one accord, they were already ready. Jesus had already worked among them, paid attention to what he was saying, what was being said. And they heard him and saw the signs he did and, and, and all the miracles. And it says there was great joy in that city. Uh, Jesus sowed, Philip reaped. And I want to encourage you. We are sowing in prayer. Sow in prayer for God to use you. Sow in prayer over each day that God will use you. But let's get ready to reap. Uh, God wants some people are very good at sowing, but then they, they don't recognize the, the things that are going on. I remember one prayer group in Wales, uh, they prayed for revival. And uh, and then the Holy Spirit began to move, and there was a meeting in their town where Evan Roberts was meeting, and and loads of people were giving their lives to Jesus, and they had amazing things happening. But they heard a rumor that this was all emotional and it wasn't of God, so they carried on praying revival mm-hmm. for revival. Well, revival came and went, mm-hmm. and only after it had gone did they realize God had already answered their prayer. But they didn't enjoy the reaping. God wants us to enjoy the reaping. And so here are things that God wants us to work with the Lord of the harvest. So that we are, uh, we're not trying to be like a rank zero salesman, nothing wrong with rank zero, where you're trying to (laughs) get the numbers of cold calls and get that one that will sign the contract and use all sorts of different ways to get people to sign up to a deal. You know, when you have a double glazing salesman, he says, <laughs> this is only for tonight. Oh, yeah. If you don't sign this deal tonight, it might be gone tomorrow. It will, you know, listen, it will be there tomorrow. Trust me. It will be there tomorrow. <laughs> it's one of those oh. things. But look out for people who are hungry for God. I am so excited. Uh, and Veronica and Dennis were sharing that the friend, one of the people they've invited mm. out for their walks, is re- read the book of Daniel. Mm. And then the next time, I'm watching Jesus of Nazareth. That, that's the Jesus I grew up with. And we're enjoying The Chosen. Um, yes. We're beginning to get into that, mm. the latest kind of version um, yes. that's out there. But God is, has put a hunger in this dear, dear person, and that hunger is 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 evident there and this is what happened to philip incidentally god took philip from a revival in samaria where the whole city is exploding with joy to go and stand by the roadside in on the road from jerusalem to gaza and uh, he must have thought why on earth am i here i was having the time of my life in samaria i was having a you know revival and now you've got me standing by a roadside do you know, he's the Lord of the harvest. We don't understand it all. You know, it's, it's not about the numbers. It's about obeying the Lord. And along came a chariot. And in that chariot was an Ethiopian. And the Spirit of God said to Philip, go and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and he heard him ring Isaiah. And uh, he said, do you understand what you're reading? He is already reading the scriptures. I remember one of the members of the Clash, the sort of rock band, uh, way back beyond. He he was um, he he the police raided him for drugs, and he said to the newspapers, "I was just reading John's Gospel when they stormed in." And you just don't know who God is touching. 
He is working in, you know, I came to Jesus when I just read the four Gospels and said, Jesus, reveal yourself to me. I didn't come to Jesus through any particular individual. He used individuals to nudge me forward, but ultimately it was when I read the scriptures. And, um, and the Ethiopian said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up. And there he is reading from Isaiah, like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and a lamb to the shear is silent. And then Philip um, um, goes on in verse, the eunuch says to Philip, about whom I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or someone else? And then Philip began to share who his sheep was, the lamb of God. He was led alongside. And honestly, things are happening around you. I remember going uh, to a council block in northwest London, and we were doing door to door, and we got invited in, and this lady started telling us about dreams, and those dreams were all in the book of Revelation. And I just said, and we opened our Bible, and then we said, look, it's all here. And she was blown away. God was visiting her in our dreams. Many people, particularly in the Middle East, are having dreams about the man in white. Isu is Turkey, they call him in, in Turkish. And the man in white is appearing to people. And uh, obviously we know that is Jesus Christ. I remember being in Albania and uh, uh, we, we were on the bus. We'd been giving out New Testaments in Albanian where they'd had no church, visible church for decades under communism. And we saw the man reading Revelation on the bus. And we said, oh, oh no, 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 no. You want to start in the Gospels. Uh, you know, that's, that's probably. He said, no. We gave him the Bible a day and a half before. I've read the Gospels. I've read all the New Testament. I'm coming to the end of my reading. And we were like, wow. There's hunger in people around you. Back in London, I was in the gym and, uh, and uh, all these wonderful uh, uh, Hindu boys came. And I was, I was um, uh, they, want, they said, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a church pastor. And one of them said, he's a holy man. He must bless us. <laughs> <laughs> there I was in my swimming trunks, a holy man. It, it felt a bit strange. Um, I don't normally minister like that, but I just, and, and this was before I'd done the course on blessing, so I, I didn't kind of get the full thing of, but he, they all bowed and they uh, let me bless them. Mm. And the presence of the Holy Spirit fell. Yeah. And there was a hunger in them yeah. that was pulling on me. Tell us about yeah. Christine, Carrie. <laughs> was it Christine? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, we've met many times, we've met countless people on the high road and um and and different places where i've been doing street ministry and what was so amazing is that you would share a, a word you would hear a word from god for them and they would say you never guess what i was just asking god last night that thing i was asking him to help me i'm desperate or they would say do you know what i've been thinking about that lately and it's like mm. somehow it's like the secrets of their heart had been brought to the surface yeah. and they were amazed because God had already been preparing them to meet with mm -hmm. us and 
there was one dear lady and she was even you know um visiting and working with a guru and she was like on this spiritual journey and she just like was like i really need to find some sure enough she finds us on on the street and we began to share with her and that happened so many times you know where uh, you know i met a lady who was absolutely at wit's end and she was on her way to meet a friend and um their friend and the because their friend was just in a desperate mm. state and about to quit her job and i had a word for her about this lady um at, at working at this restaurant and she could not believe it and it was just like we were positioned in exactly mm. the right place mm. at the right mm. time so many times over and you know it was a lot of seed sowing sometimes people would say yeah i read like the girl with the ice cubes you know when i had mm. the the word about ice and all of her life people have been laughing at her for having ice in their drinks and you know that's the first word of knowledge i ever gave on the street mm. and um and she said yes yes i want to know jesus and immediately you know we, we led her to jesus but so much of it was sowing seeds and mm. and but we always found that there was something that was happening in their lives where we positioned at the right time to just hear from god and and say even one word of encouragement and it just their hearts were really touched so Yes. Yeah. So God's working on the hungry. Also, God will bring men and women of peace into your life. And be discerning when you're with that person. I remember I was on the student exchange in America and there was this guy and he was he was spent a lot of time drinking too much, a lot of time doing things he shouldn't be doing. Uh, but he always wanted to connect with me. He was saying, I really like being with you. And uh, he let me pray for him and God would heal him just before his exams and so on. And Jesus talks in Luke 10, verse 5 to 7, uh, um, when you enter a house, say, peace be to this house. You're putting your peace mm -hmm. over that time you're with that person. Mm -hmm. And if the son of peace is here, your peace will rest on him. Mm -hmm. hasn't hasn't come to salvation yet, but the peace of God is coming in the conversation. And there's so many times I can look back down for the years when you're talking to someone, you just sense this peace in the relationship. They're not, the other person doesn't know the Lord, but there's a sense the Holy Spirit is working. And then Jesus said, don't keep going house to house in this instance. He said, just begin to eat and drink with that person of peace. And I, I remember um, uh, in the gym again, and uh, there's this, <laughs> wonderful man of another faith and he kept saying to me oh you're back oh you're back and and and, and i and and he would follow me and he yeah. said and he would say now tell me um so why is jesus the son of god can you explain it why do you believe in the resurrection and he would ask questions and there was such a hunger in him but there was a peace in our relationship and one time i went on a, uh, went away for a bit and he, I came back, he says, I've been coming here waiting for you to come back. Where have you been? God puts a peace into your relationships. And I, I'd say be discerning about the men and women of peace when they come across. You just know when you're meeting them. Sometimes I've, I've met with people and they're uh, saying words that I don't use as a Christian. But the peace of God is in the conversation. Yeah. And God is touching this person. So be discerning. Yeah.
I remember in uh, when when we went to Benin in West Africa, and we were with some of the local believers, and they were like, "Oh, oh we're kind of scared on the streets. They didn't know quite what to do." In a sense, because they felt like it's with their local people, and they didn't want to offend, and all this sort of thing that we all feel when we go out and try to to share with people. And um, we just, I just looked in the corner of my eye. And I saw this man looking out a window and I felt, you know, it's like we were listening to God about where to go and who to talk. We weren't just sort of just randomly going up to anyone. Yeah. And um, I just saw this man and I just went, that's the man. We've got to go over to his house. And so I said to this elderly gentleman, um, um, I've got something I'd like to share with you. And he said, oh, this is wonderful. And I began to share a little bit about Jesus. And he said, wait, stop. This is too good. I'm going to gather my whole family. And so, <laughs> so I went inside the house and the young people, the auntie, the children. It's like the whole room filled up with this whole family just watching little me. I was like 27 or something. And, uh, and I was like, okay, here we go. I'm not going to share it with you. And it was just the man of peace. Mm. And it was so beautiful because it's like, you know, all our fear was gone. We just knew that this man was the open door. And then we got the local believers to come and they connected with them. And it was just such a lovely thing um, that this man had opened up his whole family. Mm. And so, yeah. So is the man of peace um, an open heart? It says in Acts 16, 14, uh, as a woman named Lydia uh, was listening, a seller of goods and a worshiper of God. God was already working in her heart. It says the Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. God starts to open people's hearts and they go, do you know, this This is exactly what I've been, you know, and this is where we need to be receptive to the person. Paul was probably sharing to a lot of people, but there was this woman whose heart was open. And I remember uh, being in, 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 in Lebanon and there's a well-known comedian, again, of, of another faith, and uh, he really connected with what was being said. And, uh, and he invited me out for a meal and I, we just talked about Jesus the whole time. And uh, God touched that man. He, I prayed for him and blessed him. He, he didn't become a full on uh, a born again Christian as far as I know at that time, but God opened his heart. Watch for those when God begins to open their heart when you share. Mm. Um, another one is faith. Um, watch for faith on people. I know someone that has an extensive healing ministry that said, the first thing I do is I look for those that the Holy Spirit is working on in a particular way. It says in Lystra, a man was sitting in, in Acts 14, uh, could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. And he listened to Paul intently, uh, uh, Paul looking intently at him, seeing he had faith uh, to be made well. He was healed. When the paralytic was lowered by his friends, Jesus, it says Jesus saw their faith, so he knew something was going to happen. I remember being um, in Africa, and, and actually it happened in England, uh, and, so, and I, said, um, I said, how can I pray for you? And they said this, God told me, something told me, that if you prayed for me, I would be healed. They had faith. Mm. We had someone else come to our service mm. and they said they saw the signpost. We had a signpost off the high street 
uh, he said, when I saw that signpost, something told me I had to go there. And if I go there, I would be blessed. So I'm here to be blessed. Mm -hmm. And uh, we prayed for him. And he got a prophetic word and began, it was so accurate, he began to weep and cry because God was speaking to him. And uh, watch for those God is working in and they have faith to make that step. Supernatural encounter. Um, if you ever want to throw in Kerry, let me know. Um, Cornelius, a devout man, Acts 10. This is one to three. A devout man who feared God, who gave alms, gave generously to people and prayed continually. And he had an angelic encounter. And then he sent and the, and the angel said, go and get Peter. Go. No, I didn't say Peter. Go and go to Joppa and you'll meet this guy and he will share the good news with you. Let me tell you, God is doing amazing things in dreams. People were having encounters. There's a leading New Ager that had an encounter with Jesus not long ago. And a friend, someone I know, uh, is really beginning to, to, to share uh, Jesus with him. Uh, a leader in a nation who has another faith, he had, has had five visitations from Jesus. And in those visitations, the last one, Jesus said to him, I am the Son of God. Your time has come to follow me. And uh, he knows a Christian and the Christian says, time to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. God is working all over the place. Al-Qaeda terrorists are finding Jesus. People, God is working in Newbury. Mm -hmm. It's not our harvest. He is Lord of the harvest. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, meeting the right people. Let the Lord of the harvest guide you. Mm. Is there any, any, mm. and, um, and then aware of the blessing of God on your life. It's a strange scripture, this uh, coming to the end now. Genesis 30, 37, Laban, who was not a great guy, and Jacob wasn't in the best place, although he had an encounter, the, 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 the ladder from heaven, just before coming to, Jake, to Laban's to work for Laban. And he said this, I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Even this uh, kind of wayward Laban had discerned the blessing of God had come on his flocks, had come on his family because of Jacob's presence. And that blessing is the blessing that God gave Abraham. I am going to bless every household through you. There is a blessing on you because you are the spiritual seed of Abraham. Do you know, there is a Peter, Matthew Paris, a Times journalist, uh, said when, you, when he goes through Africa, you can tell the villages where the gospel has really gone and impacted that village because the people wave, the people are happy, there, there's no fear. The places where that hasn't happened, you, you feel the, the fear is still there in the atmosphere. There you have a Times journalist discerning the blessing of God because the gospel and the kingdom of God is gone. And, uh, you know, I've had people say, I just love hanging out with you. Um, there's something good happens when I'm around you. And uh, God has a blessing on your life. And it says in Isaiah 60, and this is my closing scripture, 
And in verse 2, the Lord will arise over you. His glory will be what? Seen over you. Who's it going to be seen by? And nations will come to your light. Nations will see. But God's hand is on you, on your family. Mm. And they're going to be drawn. Mm. I'll, sh I'll share the weirdest story and then we're close. Oh, yes. I I'll share this weird story. <laughs> we used to do the mind body spirit festival as a new age thing instead of protesting outside we did a prophetic booth inside mm. and they put the prophetic booth around all the clairvoyance now that was just weird and i don't need anyone else any other discernment in this discernment of the holy spirit and scripture but as we got to the end guess what happened the clairvoyance all wanted the prophecy and they came forward and God began to speak and many of them began to cry. Mm. And you know what they said? We've seen the last three days, there's a light over you guys. Mm. Wow. God was drawing those people. Mm. Many of them may be hungry for God, but looking in all the wrong places, mm. he was drawing them to himself. Yeah. So I want to encourage you, pray over your day. God has hungry people, people reading the scriptures even, people watching Jesus of Nazareth. You know, loads of people became Christians for Jesus. Men and women, where you feel the peace of God when you're with them. Men and women whose hearts are being opened by the Lord. Men and women who have faith. Mm. Men and women who've had supernatural encounters. Mm. And men and women who are becoming aware of God's presence mm. on your life. Carrie. Okay. Yeah, well, Sam had a, and I, we were praying before, and he had a, a picture that I thought was really uh, profound, and he's going to mm. share with us now. Brilliant. With Milo. With Milo. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you can uh, see me here. Yeah. Um, well, you can't really see Milo, I'm afraid. He's just down here. Um, but just before we were, uh, started the service, we were praying, and um, God reminded me, actually, of a program I was watching with my son. So, Rachel, you might um, remember this as well of some pirates and they'd taken treasure from different people and um, then some good sailors came along and actually uh, got on the pirate ship and then started distributing their treasure and the gold back to people mm. and I felt God was saying you know the devil is like a pirate he's thieved you he's yes. stolen treasure from us mm. and from everyone in this mm. world and God wants to give that back. And God wants to use us, wants to use you to help give that back. And the devil is below our feet and we can give that treasure back. We can break down the strongholds and the prisons that people have been living in because of this wonderful oh, treasure, this wonderful news wonderful. of Jesus. So uh, I just wanted to share that with you and encourage you. Thank you, Sam. That's, that's, that's so true, so true. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. No, that's. Oh, you want to pray. about the pollen? Okay. We're no. Okay. <laughs> we, I do want to pray, and then we've got a declaration, a new scripture declaration <laughs> that we're going to do because yeah. we've already blessed each other. That's right. But Father, I just pray right now for every believer mm. that each one of us will learn to discern what you are doing. We submit ourselves to you, the Lord of the Harvest. Lord, I just pray that we will continue to seek and pull on you for this harvest, earnestly praying, Lord, for labourers 
And Father, we pray that you will give us divine appointments, mm -hmm. amazing opportunities. We will discern what your spirit is doing in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I pray right now, if anyone does not know Jesus, I want to, uh, after this service, we're going to put my email, our email address up. Mm -hmm. We'd love you to drop us an email because you may have discerned, wow, that's exactly what's happening in my heart. And I want to know more about Jesus. Yeah. So you can email us and we will be in touch with you. Mm. And so bless your people. And Lord, I just pray healing yeah. in the name of Jesus yeah. over anyone listening that is under a physical assault right now. We just pray over stunk pains to be healed, migraines to go. And Lord, whoever is having that skin reaction, Lord, release your healing touch. Mm, and in leg Jesus. and joint pain, I pray, would be healed mm. right now in Jesus' name. And somebody Jesus. who's had also the joint in the elbows um, be healed in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Mm. And let your peace rest mm. on each of us this week. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, we are going to do a declaration. It's going to come up on the screen. 1 Jude 24. Uh, just because I really felt this was uh, for someone, but that's you receive it and declare it. Mm. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Saviour, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Have lots of divine appointments. <laughs> See you soon.